That's right. Hockey's back. We're back. We are dialed in. We're pumped up for this podcast. It's going to be a special one. We have tons of hockey to talk about. This is your host, Ked. I'm joined by Hal, and we have a very special guest. But before I introduce him, Hal, in a little bit, dude, how's everything going? Good, dude. Uh, this Hi. is actually take two for us at the beginning of the podcast. Take one, I completely fucking fumbled, fumbled it, so I'm very okay. thankful for this chance. Uh, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Happy for the season to be back. Happy that we brought in a guest, kind of put some pep in our step. Uh, get us going. Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, I feed off of your energy too. So I think like when, when we went into NHL in the news, I just wasn't feeling it. Right now, buzzing. Uh, our special guest, he is our other Bruins guy. He is arguably the best writer on the site. I feel like when I read his blogs, I hate the Bruins, but it makes me feel like I'm there. And, and it's not like your typical journalistic stance. It's like from your, I am a masshole and I'm proud of it. And I love my Bruins. One of my favorite guys we have on set, Brownie. How's it going, buddy? Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Thrilled. Uh, I get a lot of I'm getting a lot of anti-Bruins chatter on the group chat and everything else, but I kind of thrive off that, as Al does. Kind of like having that the whole Marshawn vibe, you know. But I appreciate the tire pump. Glad to be here and stoked. Yeah, excited. Dude, I'm glad that you mentioned that because now that I think about it, like our entire group chat, when you look at the the people whose team they root for, they are just a walking stereotype of that fan base. <laughs> Would you for the most part, yeah, I would say so. I mean, that's pretty accurate, and I know, like, I was pumped Brownie came in for two reasons. One, that meant I didn't have to try to write blogs anymore because it takes me, like, three hours to put together two sentences. Uh, and two, I don't know if you remember, Kid, but before Brownie, I think you thought it was going to be funny to try to hire, like, a 13-year-old who wrote about the Bruins. Do you remember that? You wanted to try to hire a middle schooler because you thought it was funny? I, no, I didn't want to hire him. I think everybody else thought it was going to be funny. Uh, maybe I wanted to hire him, but I think we made the right choice here, so I'm excited to have Brownie's opinions. Uh, I'm really excited for his Bruins kind of preview. I think you'll have in a little bit, but yeah, it's I'm, great to be back. To be honest, I feel a little bit outnumbered, so uh, I might be a little bit more hostile quickly, just because I don't want to just don't want to get third man in. Uh, one other thing that Brownie does for us, I, uh, we haven't had a biz dev guy in a really long time, and I don't know, not that long ago, I mentioned to Brian, like, hey man, like I need somebody to start DMing and sending stuff out, and like he does it on his off time, and he's been crushing it, dude, and he's still blogging and like. I don't know. I just it's it's fucking cool to have. So I appreciate him, him being on the staff. So shout out to uh, Brownie. But let's kind of get into the NHL news. Let's roll the music. Here we go. I just noticed that if anyone watches the video, that's like our former biz dev guys, like dad, like throwing snow. And that, you know what I'm talking about? Might need to reconsider that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we yeah, we just got to get that all off because that's how it is. But all right, hey, first things first. Here we go. Uh, it is September 28th. I think we were talking about Jack Eichel pretty much when he got hurt last season to figure out what team he was going to go to. He's still on the Sabers. He shows up to camp. He fails his physical. Shocking. Uh, GM Kevin Adams takes away his captaincy. Um, and then a report came out that said Eichel's made it clear he's willing to go anywhere to facilitate a trade. 
One of half dozen teams involved tell me a trade is doable as long as the Buffalo Sabres are willing to add conditional clauses around how he performs after surgery, games played, scoring. I don't know if they're going to get that, but if I'm an NHL team, like I, I think that's a really good idea. Like if that's a thing that they can do where, okay, we'll give you a little bit extra if he puts up 30 goals. Cause again, you don't really know what's going to happen after the surgery. You hope that he's going to be okay as like one of the young American like studs in the game. But I don't know. I just, I can't believe he's still on the Sabres. It sucks that he can't play in the Olympics now because it took so long to figure out like when he was going to get surgery. I guess my question for you guys, well, one, what do you think about this? And two, if he really didn't want to play in the Sabres, like why didn't he just go get the surgery? Because I don't think he could, and then I think they could like withhold pay or something like that. Probably, probably would have lost a shit ton of money. And like, but, like it's his, it's like it's it's like his body. Like he can't no. just. No, because of like the CBA and shit, right? So I don't, I don't really understand that aspect too much. But um, dude, I, I don't know. I personally, I one, I feel bad for Kevin Adams. Like he's in a lose lose situation. Not his fault. He doesn't make the choices. The Pagulas run his show. They're stubborn and he's fucked. And like to me, I feel like the Pagulas ultimately don't want conditional picks. But it's totally fucking fair because if you think about it. The Sabers are scared that if he if the surgery doesn't work out, he's not going to play, right? They it's like it's like they don't even know if he's ever going to be Jack Eichel again. And why would the team trading for him know? But if Jack Eichel gets traded and he's playing eighty two games a season, he's the old Jack Eichel. Then yeah, you should toss in a couple more first round picks. Like I think that's fair for everybody, and I think it, it ultimately comes down to the Sabers, like in the Pagulas and what they want to do. But the, like the Pagulas have to realize they're fucked. Yeah, I mean we we talked right? about. That when he didn't get dealt um, at the draft. It was like, what the fuck are you going to do now? Brownie, what do you got on this? It's a, it's a clown show circling a fucking dumpster on fire. I mean, <laughs> really, it's, it's, this might be the most fucking Buffalo thing of all time. You know, it's insane. He's the, he's 24 years old, can't play Olympics, one of the top five, top 10 players overall in the NHL, and he can't play. And like you were saying, Hal, if he goes and gets the surgery, he, they can cut him the whole dough. It's the CBAs protects the team, not the individual. And they look at him like an asset, and he's going to forfeit $50 million. That's why he hasn't gone and got it already. Yeah. And the other thing they're doing that's, that's bizarre is they're not releasing his medical records to any other team, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. But yeah. they, uh, with Tarasenko, everybody got to view his meds, his medical records. And uh, with Eichel, they're not. They're not sharing it. So. If you were, if you were, if Drury called you and said, "Hey, what do you think about Eichel?" and you were like, "Let's look," the first thing you want to look at the medical. Right. They're not letting you. So I mean, it's a no-win, and it's at this point, it's a like a standoff between Eichel and the Pagulas with Kevin Adams stuck in the middle. Yeah, but I don't even know if it's a standoff anymore because like it, it's a hundred percent. Like Jack Eichel is never going to play for the Sabers again. So I think at this point, it's just the Sabers being like, "Okay, well, go fuck yourself." Yeah, and the, and the confusing part to me too is kind of like. At this point in the season, like by the time he comes back, how many Stanley Cup contending teams are actually going to want to trade for a guy who might not be back for the rest of the season? You know what I mean? Like if he gets the surgery now, he comes in late, but like that's a huge risk. So now you're really limiting your options, the teams that are rebuilding, because they're probably the only ones at this point that are willing to take that chance. Yeah. I saw something today that the Sabres might, they called it tolling his contract where this year just like wouldn't count. Can you do that? I don't know, dude. I don't have a lot of grief. But that doesn't count towards his free agency. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I read it on Reddit, I think. 
but I, I didn't make sense to me. It was, I think it was in like a, uh, like a decently publicized website too that had it. I, I'm not sure. I hope he gets traded soon. Maybe it's the Rangers. Maybe it's Boston. I mean, you guys are looking for a center too. I don't know how you'd Second be. Second line center with Eichel between Hall and Smith, Charlie Coyle back to the third line. I mean, that'd be pretty good. I like that. We'll just we'll <laughs> wait and see. Minnesota Wild news. Uh, first things first, Marcus Foligno and Matt Dumba have been named alternate captains for the Wild. Uh, Jared Spurgeon's their C. Is this the weirdest group of leadership in the NHL? I don't know, man. One, this is a we're a neck tattoo positive podcast, and this is a big step. I don't remember the last time someone with a neck tat had a captaincy in the NHL, so I fucking love that. Number Jared two. Spurgeon has a neck tat? Dumba does. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks sick. He has a good neck tat. And right. then, yeah, that's sick. And then number two, dude, I like Felino. Like his brother's a leader. Like Felino grinded for the Rochester Americans in the AHL for years. He was Fever Boy Rex's favorite player for a while. I always liked him. I I thought it was a funny anecdote that after he was named A, Felino basically said that he pitched his brother to come to Minnesota to play with him. But Patrice Bergeron's word apparently means more than his when choosing what team to play for. So he went to the Bruins. Thought that was a pretty funny dig. Like, I like Felino. I, and, and, like, Dumba, Dumba was one of those guys. I feel like he used to always be involved in rumors. But he has potential. He has a nasty side. Like, I don't know. I can get behind that. And I can get behind the wild team more and more, you know? I like the move. They're definitely, like, I know that Felino didn't, like, start in Minnesota. But to me, it's, like, more of, like, a homegrown kind of, like, leadership base, Like, salt to the earth, grind it out. Which is, yeah, it's pretty cool. Brownie, what do you think? I mean, the MVP of the Minnesota Wild, hands down, is Billy Garrett. I mean, you. I mean, the the moves he hasn't made a misstep. Uh, I like this leadership group. I mean, it's so Minnesota. It's guys that you like. Wait, I remember him. He's someone's brother who plays, and oh yeah, he's good. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's not flashy. It's you know, back check, four check, take your shift. Back check, four check, take your shift. Roll four lines. And and Billy Garrett is the perfect guy. Uh, to lead that group. His press conference with Kaprasov was great. He kept interjecting when the kid got lost with translation, just, just being a good teammate the Billy Garen way, still, as yeah. a GM. I think he's doing a great job. I had the same thing written down about Polino. It was it was hilarious that he's like, well, apparently brothers mean one thing, but Patrice Burrs are on, you know, and it was it was just a great story. I, no, I think it's. I think they're all good. Good uh, leadership group for sure. I, I bet you guys are so excited that I brought that up, so you guys can mention the Bergeron thing. This is this is what's going to end up happening on a regular basis. Uh, keeping it with Minnesota, Kirill uh, Kaprizov, five years, forty-five mil. It's nine a year. It's a lot of money for a guy who's only been in the league for a very short time. Uh, what do you What do you guys have on this? I mean, he's electric, dude. He's like the first electric Minnesota Wild player since Marion Gabrick, I would say. And I don't even think it's unreasonable to say that. But what do you got? Yeah, I thought. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it was a good deal. He's worth the money. I thought the press conference that Brownie kind of mentioned before was funny too. With Garen, like everyone knew he wasn't going back to the KHL. It's kind of funny to hear basically it be admitted uh, for once. So I fucking love that. Uh, the other thing I thought that was really funny is Billy Garen. Like, I, I don't know. I know him as a tough guy and I feel like he likes to have the upper edge a little bit. And it was basically, I was reading this story in like the Bemenji fucking journal or some shit like that. And it was like the agent basically texted Billy Garen and Billy Garen was like, I can't talk right now. I'm, uh, I'm in a meeting with the coaches and the agent was like, no, we're going to talk right now. And then they got on the phone and they figured out the deal and it was fucking signed. So, so like, I don't know. I thought that was cool. And then I thought it was sweet 
see those videos of uh, Kaprizov with your boy Zook at the Vikings game over the weekend doing the skull chant. I thought that was funny too. See him kind of back in action. Yeah. I mean, I've always said, and I've said this ever since I've seen him play the game. If you put Matt Zuccaro with anybody who put the ball in the back of the net, he'll have an unreal amount of points. I mean, he did it in New York for so long with guys like Derek Stepan and Rick Nash who did a lot of the little things, but never could actually score a fucking goal. Brown, what do you, what do you have on uh Kirill the thrill? I think he's, he's filthy. He's absolutely filthy. And, and I think another thing about the uh, press conference was Garen, someone said something about a leadership, and I feel like they were trying to trap Kaprizov and saying something that he didn't really totally get. And Garen interjected and was like, look, he's a leader. He leads by the way he plays. He leads by the way he's with the boys, and he is a leader. So I, I really like the, the, the tra- trajectory of this kid is, you know, an all-timer. And that's what Minnesota needs. They need an identity, and they can build around someone like that. And it's nice because it's the state of hockey, right? Like Minnesota yeah. high school hockey, all that stuff. It's nice to. And I think they have the Winter Classic, right, this year. Um, yeah, I think they definitely do, and I can't remember who they're playing. Uh, St. Louis, is that right? The Blues, isn't it the Blues? Yeah, the it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yo! By the way, I just figured out uh, the Predators are playing an outdoor game at Nissan Stadium this winter, so that's something I'm definitely going to be going to. I just. Found that out now a couple days ago, so that'll be dope. But uh, good for Kirill the Thrill. We're going to move on. This, this is just not great news. How do, think, how do they do that, though? Like, what's the temperature there? How's the ice? I like, don't, you, dude, I think it's in February, so I have no idea. Like, I wanted to actually ask you this, and this is very off topic. Like, do you miss fall? Like, right now it's like sweatshirt flannel season, like northeast, 60 degrees, and I feel like. Bro, what do you mean do I miss fall? I, I, have, to, I have a 20-minute walk to work every day. I had my first like incline meeting probably last week. I walked to work in pants and a button, like a, like a button down, like business cash. And I brought an extra shirt so I could change out of the shirt when it was done. So I like wearing polos and shit. I got to work, dude. I sweat through the entire thing. So I had to wear the polo for the whole fucking thing. So this morning on my walk to work, I had, to, I had another one of these things. So I put the polo on and then instead of wearing pants, I wore shorts and flip flops and changed when I got to work. So yeah, okay. it's, it's affecting me. But at um, night, it cool off a little bit. I'm hoping for an extended uh, extended fall, maybe. But, I, I mean, I have no idea. I've never lived here before. I feel like in, like, yeah, I won't rub it in anymore. I just feel like there's something about fall that just makes me, like, want to drink beer. And, like, Danger. I don't know. It's, it's, it's ultimate. Yeah. Yeah, like, on a weekend, like, a nice Saturday. Like, it's so easy to get – you can get sneaky drunk on, like, a Saturday, like, in your, like, garage or your kitchen. Like, Bro, by Orange red leaves on the ground, and all you yeah. want to do is just go out to the bar. It's it's fucking beautiful weather. Like, oh, they like, yeah. All right, Brownie, you have any thoughts on fall? I like fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get I'm trying to get all our outside work done. That's my whole focus right now. Get the outside work done, and then I love winter because it's just pennies from heaven as we plow. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. true. Like. I don't really think about that. Like I'm not a, I don't own, I don't have a yard. I don't have a home. I rent, like I don't have any responsibility when it comes to leaves and shit. Like I feel like it'd probably actually drive me fucking bonkers. Dude, apparently if it snows at all here, they just cancel everything. When I lived in South Carolina, we got a inch once and the whole city shut down. And I was living in an apartment at the time and all the kids, (laughs) school was canceled. So there's like all these middle school kids just kind of standing there kicking the snow. They didn't know what to do. So I walked over to my car and I scraped off the hood and made a snowball and I pegged my neighbor's kid in the head. I'm like, that's what you do. Got my car and drove away. They were just beating the hell out of each other as I left. Great. You just started a riot. Just trying to help. Just yeah. trying to help. Uh, 
<coughs> Here's one. Devils prospect Nikita Pokagayev retired at the age of 23 to pursue the career of an Instagram influencer. This is a rough look for me. He was on the Thunder. Um, here's my thing. If he was on the Thunder, that means he's in the coast. Is there a really good chance of making it to the NHL? How much money are you going to make just playing in the coast for the rest of your life? I have 20-something thousand followers already on Instagram. I'm Russian. I don't know what it's like over there. Maybe this is like a career thing. He knew he wasn't going to make a ton of money. That has to be it. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I kind of thought the same angle at first. Like, at first, you're like, oh, man, like, this is so Devils. But, like, this kid's like a – he's a New Jersey Devils prospect. But, like, he's really not. Like, he played in the coast. I think he was, yeah. in, the, he was in the KHL last year. Like, I don't know. How, how much am I supposed to fault this guy for not wanting to play in the KHL? Like, you can only have so much Glens Falls, New York, I think, when you're Russian. Um, on top of that, the, the one reason I think it's really cool. So, if this kid was, like – a former OHL guy who played like in London or some shit. And like, he was actually a legitimate prospect. I would be kind of rattled, but he's Russian and like Russian viral videos are insane. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like polar bears eating people and shit. Like on the old internet, like when you saw a Russian video, it was like, Oh my God, like this is crazy. I saw a thing. His first viral video was like some sort of prank where he like threw a snake into a taxi. So like, I'm kind of curious. I'm curious. He's a wild card. Brownie, what do you got? I thought this was a joke when you sent it over. I was like, what the hell is this? I had to look <laughs> well, it up. I read it this morning. I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, somebody <laughs> just put up a fake story on Instagram. This can't be real. I looked it up. I mean, it's, it's legit. But think, how much money does he need to live like a king in Russia? He might have already made enough money to live pretty well off. And like you were saying, how I saw the same video where he threw like a giant boa constrictor. How he got that in Russia, I don't have no idea. But he threw this boa constrictor in the cab, and one guy was just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, whatever," and stepped was out. There a real the other, was it fake? Oh yeah, no, it was. It was, real. It was like ten or twelve feet long. Psycho. Oh, oh yeah. But my thing, like you were saying, Hal, about like polar bears eating people and guys getting out <laughs> of. Uh, there was one famous one where the guy got out and he was like a thin guy in a leather jacket. He just stared the driver down, and he was like a Russian mob guy. And they were like, "All right, let's just drive away." This kid's gonna be killed. You, it's not like it's not like being, you know, like Bam Margera in upstate New York and or Pennsylvania, wherever he was, and be like, "Oh, sorry, it's a TV show." They're gonna find him dead within six months on the side of the road because he pranked the wrong guy. But hey, it'll make it for a good video, so I'll watch it. But, yeah. <laughs> good Pretty point. That's, <laughs> that's, that's got to be the first uh, first Bam Margera drop in morning skate history. I, I fucking love that Vila Bam on real show. Yeah. That was a great show. Oh, yeah. uh, this one's this one hit close to home. The Rangers are going to retire Henrik Lundqvist's jersey at the Real Garden, Madison Square Garden, on January 28th. I thought this was also cool. I, I didn't put a team they're playing, but they're playing the Minnesota Wild. So Cam Talley will be there, and Matt Zuccarello will be there. I think I'm, I imagine Hank probably had like some sort of say of what game he wanted to do it in. Like, do you think they they get asked that, or do you think they're just told? I, I honestly don't know. I feel like it might depend on the organization. Kind of feel like Jim Dolan calls the shot, though. Yeah. I mean, he's Hank, dude. I feel like if, if Hank wanted it on a – I don't know. But well, whatever. What do, you, what do you have on this? Well-deserved. Yeah, I don't have much, dude. I All I wrote down is he's better than Mike Richter. I wanted to remind you that. Uh I mean, like late late round draft pick, right? Like that's the crazy part. I feel like I never really think about how He was like, what, sixth round? Like Tom Brady effect, kind of. He came into the NHL with like super long highlighted hair, like to the side, like it kind of looked like he was at Panic at the Disco with like a puka shell necklace. Yeah. Means. And and dude, and he, 
And he came from Frond uh Frolanda or whatever. Sickest jerseys in the Swedish league. They're like ultimate Christmas jersey. Always wanted one. Um my question for you, Ked, was actually going to be I, – I was just trying to look up stats about him because, like, I didn't have too much to say on this. He won the the Rangers MVP award nine times. Like, looking back, I don't know if you remember. Do you do you ever – like, do you feel like those were well-earned? Bro, um, you, know, you know what's crazy is during his best years, he made you believe that the team was good. So, like, you think the Rangers have a chance every single night, and then you start seeing the guys, like, the, the level of players being kind of drop off. And, and you see, like, dude, like, Hank, he did everything. Like, without Henrik Lundqvist, the Rangers wouldn't have made the playoffs all those years. I'm sure they would have made the playoffs, but they wouldn't have been the – I mean, dude, the Rangers, they were a cup contender for how many years? Honestly. Like, not just a playoff contender. Like, they were a cup contender for a while. And that, that all had to do with Henrik Lundqvist, man. And the shit that he did – fucking in game sevens and like i remember the save against malkin and then malkin tried to get on top of him and mcdonough jumped on him like the uh the save against the montreal canadians like he there's just so many big moments and you don't really realize how many games he's stolen until like he's not on your team anymore and you're like holy shit like it, it was i almost feel like he was i i underappreciated it for sure like i knew he was great but i didn't know he was hank until it was like fuck too late. You never know what you have till it's gone. Brownie, what about you? Do you have anything to add for Ked's Tears? I hope, for Lundquist's sake, that they allow him on the ice for the ceremony and don't make him watch it from the stands. Because that's what they did to the guy on the way out the door. Remember? They made huh. him sit in the stands. They wouldn't even let him dress, which <laughs> is horrible. And that's on the old, old management staff. It's not the new, I understand. What do you, what do you mean they made him watch? Their own, the old Rangers faithful. What are you talking about, dude? He played in the playoff games when he clearly shouldn't have been our goalie. We got ran at, over by At the Park. end of his time in New York, he did not dress. He well, yeah. He stands for games. Well, I, I think – do you think that that was the Rangers coaching being like, Hank, you're not playing today? Or do you think that was them telling him and he's like, hey, I'll just, I just won't suit up these games? I would think that a rookie coach – because it was Quinn, right? Yeah. I would think that a rookie coach would not have the pull in the organization to do that to Henry Lundquist. I know, but I, I just feel like that was a conversation. Like, I don't think he just did it. I would hope not. If he just did it, that scumbag move. Yeah. But, but I think I, – and I think Hank knew his, his time was numbered and he knew that they had these two young goalies. So, like, part that's of the shitty way to like, end it. You know, that's all. Yeah. I, it just, was, well, I was just mostly trying to give you a hard time. The um, – <laughs> The, the thing with uh, with Lundquist, though, is a, from a Bruins perspective, because I know that's what everybody wants to hear when talking about the Rangers. Um, it was always like you look at goalies like Patrick Waugh, and you were like, oh, we just need to get one goal past this guy. And sometimes Waugh would just crumble. And uh, uh, Holtby for, for Washington, the Bruins can never score on him. And Lundquist is the same way, but Lundquist didn't have that uh, house of cards collapse. He would let one in, and I used to love when – I liked it even as a Bruins player. Like, say someone beat him with a shot from the slot, and he would just look at them as they skated back around, and you were like, all right, well, that was the one that we're getting. hope the boys are playing defense. I, I, I thought he was a great player. I respected the hell out of him. I don't know how you feel, him and Richter, but, you know, one of the greatest goalies of all time. I, I think so, too, dude. It's been a shtick that I've, that I've said Richter's better because he has a cup, but, like, the better goalies – 
Do you think they're going to put Lundqvist's uh, jersey up in the rafters next to uh, Billy Joel's? Nah, dude. I mean, do you guys have banners in, in uh, the TD for, like, musicians? Yeah. <laughs> no, is there really no, one? No, no, no. no I don't think no, so. No. There's no you, guys have, you guys have a Neil Diamond Sweet Caroline banner hanging up or no? Maybe it's a <laughs> <maybe> <laughs> Uh I don't even really want to touch on this next one. Sammy Botton signed a one-year deal. The only thing I really had to say with this is, do you remember when he was on the Ducks? And oh, I had that written down. And everybody thought he was sick. Like, oh, he's a right-handed, like, thin. He's supposed to be nasty. And he had, like, a couple good years. But I feel like he's far too young to be signing and wherever the fuck this is. Was it Paul Mary who, like, fucked him, Brownie? Is that what you were thinking of? Like, No, no. I was thinking how they, in the Vegas draft, they protected him on the whole agreement that they wouldn't like, take, Manson? Uh, what's his name, Manson. Yeah. And they got Shea Theodore in a trade. Yeah. I mean, I looked him up. Sammy Botnin, he's made over $25 million, So go live your life, bro. You yeah, know, yeah. Play the Swedish league. He's going to light it up. And someone may take a flyer on him and a cup run, you know? I, I would. I just think, like, the, the number two most overrated defenseman of all time on HF boards was Sammy Botnin and Julius Honka. Everybody thought <laughs> that they were going to be fucking sick and just – I mean, $25 million in the NHL is pretty good, but they thought he was sick. Honka. Um, <laughs> This is just real quick because I knew I had you guys on here. We got hockey games. You want to watch them for free again. All home Hockey East games will be streamed live on Sports Live in 2021-22. So I'm not like a huge college hockey guy, but if I wanted to watch my team, could I not watch them every game? Like, is there? do they not stream every game like online or anything? No. I mean, Nesson, so Nesson usually like the Boston area for Hockey East, they used to have like one or two games a week usually. And it was Probably just going to whatever they had. That's insane to me. College hockey should there should be a fucking whether it's a stream or on TV every fucking game. That's insane. ESPN Plus does a pretty good job that you can have some choices. Excuse me, and um, but some of it like for covering the Northeastern women's program, uh, it's like you have to jump through hoops to watch it. And they were playing for the national championship. It was crazy, mm -hmm. and it's good hockey. You know, mm -hmm. the girls are in, the women are into it. You know. <laughs> It's nuts. I and it sucks because like I feel like everybody wants college hockey to be huge, like in the hockey community, maybe not in like the United States, but hey, uh, you would think they would do more. I just wanted because we brought up hockey, so I just want to do a quick uh, shameless U Maine plug this year because uh, all our listeners definitely care. Big year for U Maine, uh, new coach Ben Barr. Right? Let me read this resume to you. Played at RPI, coached at RPI. Next college, he's an assistant coach at Union. Wins a national championship. Next, he goes to Providence, head of recruiting. What do they do? Win a national championship. Next, he goes to UMass, assistant coach. What do they do? Win a championship. What's he going to do at Maine? Maybe win a championship. Never been a head coach. That's interesting. He's got a pretty good fucking track record. Number two, uh, boosters. So we have these boosters in Maine. They're the Alphonse. They basically build every sick rink and stadium that there is. And, like, if they don't have the money, we don't have new rinks and stadiums. Well, they're giving money to UMaine athletic programs. So we're going to get those facilities up. Uh, and it's going to change the program. So I'm feeling fucking optimistic. Fuck BC. Fuck BU. It's Maine's time. Um, best jerseys, I think, in college hockey. Brownie, do you, do you have a Hockey East team? Do you have, like, a Boston College you generally root for? Or? No. If I was going to root for anyone in Hockey East, it would be Maine or Northeastern because I had buddies from high school that played for both. Um, one other thing to touch in about NCAA is that uh, due to COVID – they are allowing everybody like a do-over. So you can come back 
Yeah, Johnny Walker's playing like his 10th year at Arizona. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to be doing an interview with the Northeastern coach, but the entire team that made it to the finals, every single one of those players is coming back this year. Oh, shit. And I think they added two that wanted to leave their program and join. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a wagon. So, I mean, it's it's a great opportunity for all these kids. And then especially you got the kids that are, like, in between, like, maybe not ready for the to go pro one more year of college, grow, work out, you know, eat the free food and, you know. So I think it's a good win all around. And yeah, Maine, Maine's, they're fun to watch for sure. They, uh, Hal, Hal, didn't Maine's head coaches pass away? Yeah, Red Gendron. That's why it happened. So rest in peace playing golf. He was a they're good guy. Playing for him, dude. They're, they're, be, they're, they're playing for him. There could be some magic in Maine this year. <laughs> I guess, dude. I hope. I wanted to touch on something Brownie just said, but I completely forgot. Make that a hashtag. Sorry. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, because he was talking about getting an extra year. Can you imagine being that kid who you played three years of juniors, right? You age out of 20, you go to college, you play four years, you're 24, and then you take that fifth year scholarship option and you're 25 and you have one more year of hockey and you know you're not going pro, but you're just playing one more year with the boys. It's one, one of those things like I really don't know if I would have wanted to be in college at, like, 25, like, still playing college hockey. But, like, man, what a time to be alive. That's a, that's a big, bad senior, dude. No <laughs> classes. They're not taking any – they're taking, like, one course. And it's like the <laughs> it's like uh, the movie with uh, – what's his name there? No matter how old I get. <laughs> you know what I mean? The girls are the same age. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. This is – I'm sure you guys are going to like this story. The All or Nothing Toronto Maple Leaf Series oh, premieres man. October 1st. Uh, I I guess Sports Illustrated got like a sneak preview of it, and they they essentially said it was kind of dog shit that you, <laughs> that you don't really get to see really that behind the scenes. That's one of the, the things I saw. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I mean, I'm just I just fucking love hockey, so if I have nothing going on, I'm gonna turn it on. Uh, I guess like, is there anything that you guys are interested in? Obviously, you guys aren't Leafs fans, and like you love the fact that they continue to lose every year. But is there any other like? storyline like do you want to see if austin matthews is cool like is there like to me that's a i want to see if austin matthews is cool and i want to see if john Tavares is really the robot i think he is i think those are like the two things i want to see and like if if people pick on william nylander yeah that i mean those are good ones i thought what i was listening to like the 31 thoughts podcast and i think they had the sneak peek too and they were talking about how i think vc getting claimed off waivers and then being put back on waivers is covered a lot so i think that'll be pretty funny to see we vc going through that um how long ago that susan sarandon was tweeting out come to broadway <laughs> yeah do you remember that the yeah, jimmy vc sweepstakes was one of the dumbest times of all of our lives uh um, he threatened him during that basically yeah. <laughs> another another player that people is gonna be fucking sick love Bolesky. uh only other thing I'm really looking forward to, I just want to confirm I hate Dubas as much as I think I do. Like, I just want to see if he rubs me the wrong way. Just like when I see him in press conferences, he thinks he's so smart. Like, just because you're young and you have glasses and, like, you have, like, probably, like six degrees. The only reason you think that is because he always wears a cardigan. If he didn't have a cardigan on, I'd, he's just a clean-cut dude. He's, he's a, I don't know. I don't know why you hate him so much. I just want to see him in sweatpants. You know what I mean? Like you see, like brute. Like I see Cam Neely. Like Cam Neely looks like a guy who has like nacho cheese on his shirt after like too many years. Bro, you're telling me you're telling me Jimmy or fucking Dubis has like sweatpants from Walmart, like those maroon sweatpants from Walmart. No, dude, he has Lululemon. You don't even understand. Like you don't even notice that they're sweatpants. Yeah. So I. 
I don't know. Curious on that. I agree. Is Austin Matthews, like, I feel like we formed the opinion we don't know what to think of him. Like, yeah. he kind of wants to be a celebrity. How much are they going to put on him? And then same with Mitch. You, again, maybe Mitch's dad makes an appearance. That's all I can hope for. Holly Marner, that we could hope. Brownie, are you pumped for this thing or no? Well, I listened to the same podcast, and they did say that they got great access. So that makes me think it could be good. And they talked about uh, Thornton a little bit, which – to see Jumbo Joe just lighting up people verbally throughout games sounds like it's worth watching for. I will say this, though, a few things. One, it's not I don't think it's a coincidence that they decide to do this. The one year that they know, no matter what happens, they're not going to meet the Bruins till the final. Right? <laughs> not coincidence. And I looked this up today. Uh, here it is. Since the lockout of 04-05, three things have happened to the Maple Leafs every year. Either they didn't make the playoffs, they didn't make it far enough in the playoffs to face the Bruins, or the Bruins eliminated them. That is it since 2004, 2005. I mean, that's, so, I just want to put that out into the old world there. Good vibes. And I'll tell you about Austin Matthews. This is my hot take on Austin Matthews. I've had many of argument in parking lots after hockey about this. I think he's the NHL's version of Dan Marino. He is going to put up points. And he's going to break records, but he's never going to win a cup. He cannot. I don't think he – I think he's like Sagan was. I think Sagan's changed his game. Are you telling me when last year when he was getting ragged and they had him by the jersey and he's leaning back laughing? I got so angry watching that. And as a leader, the best player on the team, you want him to shove his stick in someone's face at that point. I I mean, he's a great player. You know, I just don't. I don't think they're, they're going to do it unless he changes his game a little bit. And I think he's, like, pretty, like – because I feel like people either 100% agree with everything that you just said or they 100% disagree with everything. He's, like, very polarizing. I feel like yeah, you're on Austin fair. Matthews or, like, you're the other way on Austin Matthews. Uh, you brought up Jumbo Joe, like, Beacon and shit. Here's a question for you guys. How much would you pay a year if you got full access to, like, mic'd up every game? A considerable amount. I don't know how much. Like, it depends how much the package was, dude. Like, I'd really have to consider it. Because you know the best clips are going to get clipped anyway. How about 200 bucks? you get every game? I feel like it. Do you get to pick the player on the team? Let's just say they're all mic'd up. Yeah. Let's say everybody's mic'd up. You have – it's like the direct ticket. You have – I can click on Bergeron, Marchand, whoever I want. Because I think Patrice Bergeron is constantly like, hey, good play. Or a nice job. Bro, how fucking cool would that be? Like, as I would, a player, I would they never agree to it because there's so much shit said in chirps and shit. I mean, like, they would never, ever be like, yeah, 100%. But how fucking cool would that be? That'd be great. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Rangers, Bruins, uh, NHL broadcast meetings underway. The hockey operations department allowing a stricter enforcement on cross-checking the season. So, the Department of Player Safety had to tell us that this year they're really going to focus on cross-checking, and I have an issue with this because I think that they should focus on trying to protect their elite players, guys like, I don't know, if Artemi Panarin. Like, I think that you should probably focus more on that than just, like, a cross-check behind the play. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. He has a weird name. I think it's Greg Ridley on the Senators. He had a really nice goal last night. He went between the legs, backhand shelf. And then he proceeded to get suspended one preseason game and one NHL regular season game because I think Pierre Luc Dubois went to hit him and he got him in the head with a cross check. Yeah. So they, they got they got cross checks going on hard right now. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, 
do you guys have anything on this? Like, I think it's kind of a joke that they have to say they're going to focus on one thing. I think they have a lot of things they got to fucking focus on. Well, to me, I you can just play, you can put the blame on Kucherov and Scott Mayfield, right? Like, they fucking went cross-eyed in the playoffs. They got upset, and they just started cross-checking the shit out of those guys. To me, that's dirty. Like, we talked about this on the podcast. Like, I think Kucherov is, like, low-key the dirtiest player in the league. Like, the shit he does is so crazy, and he never gets held accountable for it. So, like, to me, if there's super aggressive cross-checks like that, I don't think the rules necessarily, like, kind of, like, apply to it in, like, the way that guys like Kucherov are doing it. And if they can punish them now, great. But, like, if we're just going to get an uptick in, like, fucking guys, like, in board battles, like, pressing up against somebody's back, I'm going to lose my mind. You guys watched the Rangers-Bruins for a little bit tonight, right? Briefly. Did you, see, did you see the Kevin Rooney penalty they gave him for cross-checking? He kind of, like, bumped somebody off the puck and they gave him a cross-checking call. Like, it reminds me a couple years ago when they talked about, oh, we're going to have face-off infractions. And every single game, like, four people are getting teed up at the dot, had to go had to go to the penalty box. But once the regular season started, that just kind of went away. So is this just, like, I don't know. I just – I think the department seat is a fucking joke. Brownie, what do you got? Well, the big thing is consistency, right? It's got to be It's got to be across the board. So if – you know, Kucherov cross-checks a guy. He's got to get the call and not the fourth-line guy who's pulled up for the from the AHL, yeah. right, in emergency. It's got to be across the board. The other thing, I actually read an article uh, from TSN yesterday today about this, and cross-checking was called less than fighting penalties last season, which is it's, wild to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what happened was with Kucherov after the – after the parade was pissing blood and that's you know that's basically what did it you know got this whole thing going if you really think about like the nhl now especially compared to like the 90s and shit i understand why like cross-checking penalties are down because like how often do you see somebody actually give a cross-check i i know they don't really pan into people in front of the men on the power play like or the pucks to the points so you're not really paying attention but like to me the only time i ever really see a cross-check is when like kucherov or, or mayfield are fucking losing their shit you know what i mean Every once in a while, you see something dirty in front, but they normally get that. I just don't understand these like soft little fucking. The Rooney penalty today was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. The big one for me is when they're in the board battles and there's like four guys in a scrum and one guy kind of floats off. Oh yeah, they let him do two. Yeah, but then the third one they call. So I don't know. Maybe make it more like lacrosse, and if your hands are closer together, it's not a cross check. Yeah. I don't know something. something no, different. no better feeling in the world than like being a defenseman and a guy's off balance in front of the net, just throwing a cold cross check in their back and watching them crumble. All <laughs> times, it's like it's hard. It's kind of hard to call, you know. Like you can sometimes get away with it, and it's just so fucking rewarding. Bro, th- that the cross check when you're behind somebody and you like go down where they're like pants they're like, up. Oh my god! If you get hit hard like that, that that's one of the worst feelings I think playing hockey. If you get like a good cross check on the lower back, um, Rangers talk. We're gonna kind of get into it. I'm sure you guys are really pumped about this segment. Uh, captain sees an issue in New York this year. All of a sudden, they want to see. They're talking about guys like Truba, Zabinajad, Kreider, and Fox. I mean, if you guys were the Rangers, who would you name captain, I guess? Nobody. Nobody. And I have two points on this. One, Panarin. Um, I actually like what Panarin said. Like, I'm really cool with Panarin being like, no, I don't want to be the captain. Like, because he is a leader with the way he plays. And I think his teammates like him. And, like, and, and he's elite. And, like, he's just a Russian dude who doesn't want to be a captain. So, like, anyone who gives him flack for that is an idiot. The issue is you went to basically it comes out that you went to Panera and be like, you want to be the captain. He was like, nah. And now you're doing this like search 
and it's clear you don't have one. And, like, I think that's okay because the Rangers have, like, a collective group of veterans that they signed this year for, like, leadership and toughness. It's a different nucleus. They have some core guys. Why the fuck rush somebody into being a captain? Give them to Adam Fox or, like, Lafreniere in two or three years if they're ready. Like, just what the fuck is the point? I think – I don't know, Brownie – this just it just pisses me off, man. Because you're right. There's no plan. Like they're like, oh, we're searching for him. But Glant says we got to have one. And then in the first game, Chris Kreider has a breakaway. He misses the net, and then he doesn't stop on the puck. He just peels off and goes to the, to the bench. Or Jacob Truba tonight when he took a slap shot, broke his stick, and they went the other way. I've never seen a guy try less. <laughs> yes. Like, and you're telling me those are the guys you want leading. And then before the before this game. Gerard Glant said that he was thinking about playing some guys in the first game that didn't want to compete. And he didn't follow through with it. I thought that would have been a fucking sick power move as a head coach. Like, oh, if you don't want to go out. Like, I understand it's preseason. But you look at the first line. It was their first line. The Islanders, they had Clutterbuck, Sezikis, and Ross Johnson. And they dominated the Rangers the entire game. They played their game. Cal Clutterbuck went to the night. He scored a gritty goal. Like, preseason hockey doesn't matter. They play hockey where I feel like the Rangers leaders that they want it's like, oh, it's too cool to try in the preseason because it's preseason and I'm an NHL pro. Like, fuck off. You you have to be a fucking leader, dude. Like, does Patrice Bergeron ever take a game off? Does Sidney Crosby ever take a day? Like, those are leaders, dude. The Rangers don't have that. Well, I think that's the point, right? If you look at most rosters, there's one guy clearly is the captain. Yeah. Right? Bergeron, Crosby, Taves. You know, the, well, you have these guys. Yeah. So I think the issue with the Rangers is they have a lot of young guys. They have new guys that have come in that do have some grit and sandpaper. And I think that you have some guys that have been there that are, for lack of a better word, kind of soft. You know, I mean, I personally hope they give it a cry to just so your head explodes. But I think what they, if they were smart, what they would do is they would give like Goodrow an A, they would give maybe Zabinajad an A, and then one of the younger guys like uh, Lafreniere or, or, or Fox. And then let them grow into it. I think, though, what's going to happen, my guess, is within a year or two, Goodrow is going to be the captain. Because he signed like a six-year deal, right? You think Barkley Goodrow is going to be the captain? Yeah, I do. Wow. And I think they're going to groom Fox and Lafreniere to be the A's under him. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen now. I think it's going to be next year or the year after. Because he's there for like six years. He plays a gritty game. Callahan was this, almost the same kind of player when he was the captain. And I just think it makes a national a natural, uh, natural progression for those younger guys. I'm glad you just brought up Callahan. I didn't even write this down. I met him this week in Nashville at a bar. Right. I'm at a ping pong table. I look up and I'm like, holy fuck, that's Ryan Callahan. I got to talk to him for a couple of minutes. I thought that was pretty cool. Thank you for but bringing he, that up. He was not – he was a great player, but he was a middle six guy on those Rangers teams. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what Goodrow is. And I'm sorry. I know I keep saying this to you in the group chat and on the side, but Fox can't be the captain – until no, he stands up to Marshawn. Yeah. If you turtle on Marshawn, you should not. I mean, listen, I love Marshawn. It's the same fucking thing, dude. That's not me being like, you're wrong. Like, I can't go to war knowing that this guy turtled yeah. to a guy who's the same size, if not smaller. Yeah. I don't know. How, what do you think? I was just going to ask. So when you met Callan, did you tell him about the time you met him at, his, at your ex-girlfriend's house and took a photo and then put it in a best friend's? Friend, and, then when he, and then when he got traded, you, you smashed it on video? No, I didn't. Uh, that's the girlfriend putting the best friend trade. But wait, 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 wait
Uh, Dude, that's a, you should have told him that story because he would have remembered that story. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 this kid, this kid I used to coach. This kid I used to coach. He worked for me part time. Great kid. Shout out Evan if you're listening. But his whole thing was he wanted to make the best recipe for banana bread. He was going to do trials and have the best recipe and put it on a laminated card and keep it with him at all times. So if he met someone famous, he could be like, hi, I'm Evan. I make the world's best banana bread. Here's my recipe. And they would always remember him, which was a low-key great move. So if you had told Callahan that story, he would have been like, oh, I met this guy, man. And he would have been telling the story. I just pull out like a laminated trading card of Rachel Starr. Be like, here you go, Sally. What do you think of this one? Uh, Hal, who do you think to be captain real quick? Under your head. Not Kreider or Truba. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't help right. you. Good luck. Capo, Capo came back big. He looked good against Bruins today. He, he put on some uh, muscles. Who? Oh, Jack Hughes did this offseason before. That's all you heard about. But Capo looked really good. Uh, <clears throat> in Gaudreau's first game, he might have had two shifts, and he got a five in a game. I love that. He's welcoming himself to the rivalry against the Islanders. Fourth line of Blay, Rooney, and Reeves. They look pretty physical against the Bruins. They were out there banging bodies. I think I might end up becoming a huge Sammy Blay fan. He finishes every single check, and he's huge. He doesn't remind me of JT Miller in the way they play, but he reminds me of JT Miller just how they look on the ice. Like, he looks like a bigger JT Miller the way, like, they kind of skate and how they're, like, a compact skater. Um, there was a clip that Ryan Reeves was teaching Kratzoff how to fight. Everybody thought that was really funny. I just don't see Kratzoff dropping the gloves. But if Kratzoff went up to him, it's like, hey, like, I want to learn how to do this. I thought that was cool. Uh, Dryden Hunt alert. I didn't really hear about this guy ever, but the Rangers signed him, and he he reminds me of Don Moore, dude. Reminds me of Don Moore. So we'll see if Dryden Hunt can keep it up. And then a former Ranger, Dylan McElrath, he was suspended four games for an illegal check, check to the head. I think he has the Bruins. I think he knocked somebody out on the Bruins, but um, that's what I got. Rangers wise, uh, do you guys have any insight on that? I know you guys don't really like the Rangers, so we can move on. No, I honestly don't, dude. Good to hear McElrath still getting suspended. I did see that hit. It was on, uh, I think Stephen Fogarty, somebody the Bruins just signed for the AHL team, but uh, he was on the Rangers before. Yep. Shout out McElrath, dude. He was going to be the next Darian Hatcher. People forget. Dale Puritan, dude. People don't forget. Bruins lock. What do you guys have? I have one thing through? though. One thing about the Rangers before we go. Perfect. First off, I think the fourth line is going to be great, right? I like all three of those players. And, is it, and uh, Sorry to interject, Ronnie, really quick. Is it Rooney definitely going to be the center on that line, though? Yeah, it's Rooney, Blay, and Reeves. All right, continue, Brownies. And Blay, Blay reminds me of uh, Nolachari, from, who's now in Florida. He okay. just goes out, hits everything. Hopefully he stays off injuries. But I, I think he's a good player. I like him a lot. And you got Rebo's Godzilla, so he can do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? The I one think thing a huge pickup for the Rangers having Reeves. Oh. Not even just because he's gonna because he's gonna fight everybody. It's it's almost just the fact that like he keeps it fun, he keeps it loose. Like the Rangers, they've been too robotic the last couple of years. They're like too like Debbie Downer. Now they have somebody who has like a little bit of jam and like swag, I guess. The the only other thing I want to bring up about the Rangers, I don't mean to keep picking on your boy, but that picture that you put out that you sent, I thought you mocked it up where Fox had Norris on the back of his practice jersey. <laughs> Come on. I mean, seriously, I didn't realize that was real. No, so that was uh, uh, one of the defense, or I guess a couple of defensemen on the Rangers did like a practical joke and did that. Yeah. He didn't yeah. know? His mom no. didn't sew on? No, right. he didn't know. If he didn't know, that's fine. But I understand I was, you guys being pissed because McAvoy, I don't know, was he even in the top three? 
<laughs> well, do you see Bergeron out there see, with a Selkie 4X? <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right, let's talk Bruins. I know you guys have been fucking ready to crank, man. What, what's going on? Before we talk Bruins, actually, there was one player. I texted Hal about this. Hal, what was the guy's name I was talking about? Gidley or some shit? Who? The little pest that was going after Keandre Miller. Anton Bleed? Bleed. So uh, the Rangers announcer were talking about him, and they said that last game against the Capitals that Tom Wilson was chasing him around the ice because he was so pissed off by him. I don't know if this guy's a chance to make the team, but when your scouting report is Tom Wilson wants to kill you and you're mixing it up with Ryan Reeves and, and Keandre Miller and you're not that big, like that screams brewing. Also, Trent Frederick, I fucking love that guy. He's a psycho. And, that, and uh, he's so much cooler knowing that his voice sounds like this. That, that's like, And he's, he's willing to fight anybody. So Bruins time. What do you got? Brownie, take it. Brownie's the Bruins writer. I am not, so I want Brownie to take it away. I can only use one word to describe the Bruins this year. Wagon. Okay. They, I honestly, the, all right, so there's a huge question mark, right? E everyone who's a Bruins fan knows, Krejci left, is Coyle going to be able to carry that line? Huge question mark. I got a bunch of buddies that are think Coyle is overhyped. I think Coyle can do it. I personally think he can do it. I have faith in Charlie Coyle. I hope his knee's good. Didn't he oh, do it in Minnesota? Didn't he do it? Wasn't he like a second line center in Minnesota? Or did I make that up. No, yeah, yeah he was. So. But he was drafted high, so everybody expected him to turn into, you know, like an Austin Matthews, and that's not his game. He's a possession game. And that's why I think it, it, his possession game will help. He likes to cycle, like Krejci used to like the curl. And I think Hall and Smith, they're going to be, I think it's going to work out. I personally, my, my biggest hurdle besides Charlie Coyle, if he can lift up to it, is the third line. They keep putting DeBrusque out there. I understand they have an asset that they need to get their value from. I just want him to pop off, score a quick 10, 12 goals, and then trade him. So you you guys are both out on DeBrusque, huh? But dude, I don't like DeBrusque so much that I will not set my cruise control to 74. I set it to 73 or 75 because I don't want to be reminded of him when I'm driving. Yeah. Well, I have bad news for you, Brownie. I don't know if you I saw know. it. But I, I was kind of rallied. He had a goal and then a goal in the shootout like last night, and I feel like this is supposed to be like the Jake DeBrus comeback season yeah. that we're all hearing about. Come back to our I'm team. with you. I've been out on the guy for a while. I just feel like he's so inconsistent. Like since the Kadri incident, he hasn't been himself, and like that really wasn't even that big of a deal. Um, and I, I agree with that on the third line. In the second line, this is kind of my thing, and some people are pumping this up, and it's probably not realistic, but Capo gained 15 pounds. Our only real oh, prospect, okay. Jack Studnika, gained 15 pounds. Goal and assist tonight. No, dude, didn't Studnika gain like 25? Something. Yeah, maybe it was crazy. I don't know. He gained a bunch, and he, I think he led the AHL in shorthanded goals like a year ago. Interesting prospect. If he can fill the second line and, like, elevate his game – then coil on the third line, I feel like it rolls so much nicer. And you're cooking for sure. Yeah. But that's, I think that's a pipe dream, and I definitely think it will be coil starting on that second line. Sorry, to cut you off, Brad. No, 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 it's all good. I, I, I agree with you. I, and I, I know they're going to stick to Brusque out there, but I, what I was hoping for was that the three new guys were going to be the third line. I was hoping they were going to go, uh, you know, uh, Nosek, Kala, and Polino as the third line. Let them build chemistry. Let the guys who have played together on the fourth, the, you know, in the second work that out, but sounds like they're going to shoehorn DeBrusque in and they're going to put um, uh, Nosek down in the center on the fourth line, which makes Wags the odd man out, unfortunately, because I like Wagner. I like the way he plays. He, you know, he, he brings the effort. I just love fourth liners that kill penalties. That's my, yeah. 
love that. And, yeah, and that well, that's that's the Rangers. I mean, those guys kill except for Reeves. The other two kill penalties. I mean, you guys, you guys had Pie. Didn't Pie kill penalties for you? Yep. Campbell. Campbell. Campbell was yep. sick. Yep. Um, so your what, what's crazy to me is your two biggest question marks. Obviously, second line center for sure. But I would have thought goaltending would be up there. Are you confident with what you got going on back there? Like Tuka's not back. Who is it? Is Swayman's not starting, right? No, it's Allmark. Okay, and you like him? I do like Allmark. He was a good goalie for Buffalo, and I honestly think if you took any five of the bloggers for the morning skate, we could have played better defense than he had in front of him last year. It was it was a horror show. Yeah, and he's. He's super stoked to be here. He's got Swayman right there. And Rask flat out said that Sweeney could have him back. I think the quote was he could have him back for 250K on unlimited Bud Light. That's what he said because by the time his surgery is up, he'll only be able to play a – I mean, by the time his rehab, sorry. He'll only be able to play a third of the season. So the veteran minimum for the third of the season is 250. Is it weird? Would it be weird if, like, they're really good and they just don't bring Tuga back? No. no, I guess not. No, I don't know. I'm a Tuca stand, so this is really fucking hard for me. I, my goal was, and I understand they don't want to rush Swayman, and I can appreciate that. Sorry, I got the Harley Davidson crew outside my house. Um, I don't want the, I don't want them to rush Swayman. I just thought maybe they'd sign like a Holpe or like a veteran on like a one year deal, and then Tuca could come back, and it'd be like this sick reunion, and like I would be all jacked up. And then David Krejci would be flying back from Czech Republic, and we'd have a big fucking that's party. But that, but like, I don't think that's gonna happen. They signed Olmark to a four-year deal. He has no movement, I think, for two or like no trade for two. I'm a Swayman guy. I already gave my humane love story earlier. Like, I believe in him. I'm happy. I, I think Olmark's a good goalie, and I'm happy with it. It's just like the contracts what fucks me up a little bit. Who I? Who? What's one team that you guys can never beat in the playoffs the last couple of years? Who's like your your playoff rival? The Lightning. The Lightning. So you saw what the Lightning. I feel did like they're last everybody's year. playoff rival. Well, you, you saw what they did last year with Kucherov, like bringing Kucherov in late. I think the Bruins are just fed up, and they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna have Krejci go play overseas. We'll have Tuka get better, and we're gonna play the same kind of system." Like, is this like a? They say the NHL is a copycat league, dude. And if you just want a cup doing it. Connecting Dude, the dots. I don't I I don't believe in David Krejci coming back. I think he's fucking done. And like it sucks to say, but you watch these highlights. The Czech League's like the sixth best league in the world, maybe. He's well over a point per game. I saw today he threw a backhand sauce like 15 seconds in the game, cross ice for a guy to throw a one-timer. Like he's toying with people. He's in his hometown. He's probably making more money than anybody else in the Czech Republic playing hockey. And he has a cup. Like if Krejci didn't have a cup, I feel like he would come back, but I think he's just, like, satisfied. I don't know, Brown, if you get the same vibes. I get the same vibe to a point, but I, at some point I, I looked it up or someone I skate with looked it up, and I want to think the Czech Republic, if it went all the way to the end, I want to say it ends, like, the end of May. And the play, well, maybe the end of April, but there's, there's like, a week. I forget how the calendar lined up. There's a week that he could finish up and check come over here, hop in with the boys, and jump in for the playoffs. So, you know, you're saying there's a chance, right? Does he make the Czech, does he, does he make the Czech Olympic team? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. The Czech isn't that deep. Like, I feel like they have to throw him on there. He might be the number one center on the Czech team, actually. All right. Hurdle, and maybe? As far as Tuka goes, if Tuka does come back, I think Swayman can still go down, right? 
Yeah, he can. He can. I I just don't want to see him go down. But, again, oh. like, the Carter Hart effect, like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, they basically said they don't want to handle it like Carter Hart. So, like, I get that. I mean, Swayman played only 10 games. So, let's say Chuka comes back and it's him and Omar going forward, like a 50-50 net share. That's not a bad deal. And then if one of them gets hurt or something happens or Chuka hangs him up, Swayman's right there. I think the Bruins are in a pretty good position in terms of goaltending. All right. All right, that's enough fucking Bruins talk. We're gonna move on. <laughs> I appreciate everything. Probably we got that far. Uh, we're we're gonna go into our beer league roundup. Uh, this is where I'm just gonna pat myself on the back here. I've been in Nashville for maybe a little bit over a, a month, and I already have a championship. Uh, Doesn't count, dude. How long were you there for a cup of coffee and you're parading the cup around on social media, bro? Here, come on, man. You have like three drunk weekends with the team, and all of a sudden you think you earned that cup and all those photos. You should be humble. Bro, I was – we – I would probably play in four or five games, and I, and I think I put up three to four points every game. So, yeah, I, I think I was a big part of their fucking cup run, dude. Uh, it, you it was, weren't there since day one, dude. You weren't. You weren't in the gym shooting. I was a fucking. I, I'm doing what I'm doing. What Kucherov and fucking Tukarask and goddamn David Krejci are gonna do, dude. Yeah, but Kucherov had been there Kucherov. The other two, it's a legend. Hasn't happened yet. If I was in, if I was in a league and we were playing a team and they brought in a kid for the last five games and he was putting up three points a game, I would fucking hate you. Yeah. You're a ringer. I'm a hater. No, I'm not. I'm you're sorry. a ringer, bro. It doesn't matter that you're staying now. You were a ringer for the season. Still want a cup. And I, I question your beer league's integrity for letting you on the roster at that point. I mean, the the guy who runs our team, uh, Big Red, dude. So I mean, he he he's learned how I've ran my championship teams in the past, and uh, and now you're taking credit for the championship because you're saying the GMs from your coaching tree, dude. Give Big Red some respect. He, I mean, he's learning no, 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 from Stevie Red, Red, He's not learning from Big Red. Has a ton of respect. He moved down here a couple years ago, and he's already won three championships in this league. Like he he's been he's formed a wagon and he's brought in a couple new guys like myself and DJ Zumi and like well, actually me and Zumi play on a line with a guy I think he played at Southern New Hampshire Division three school he's from Boston and he's he's a great kid last name Farley but he's he, dude he's such a bot like he talks like this dude like he he's just like your typical Boston guy but there's a lot there's a lot of uh, chemistry there but I did want to say we win the, we win the cup. Well, I think I talked about this before. The rinks that we play in, Nashville Predators built these two rinks to grow the game of hockey in Nashville. So these rinks are sick. Like, you walk up to the doors and they automatically open for you. Uh, there's a giant fucking bar in the middle of it. There's a fucking, like, a sick, sick shop. Like, it, it, the rinks are unreal. And after the game, we go out and, like, we're having beers by the thing. And I'm like, well, we need to have a team banquet. Like, we just won a championship. Uh, our goalie, his name's Les. Uh, he's an older guy. He played in the WHL. He goes, if you guys want to do this, let's do it right. And uh, what he's doing is one weekend in October, he's renting two party vans. He's picking the boys up in Nashville. We're driving two hours to the Nashville-Alabama border where we're, where he rented two pontoon boats. We're going to go out on the boats and just get fucked up. Then we're going to get back in the vans, another two hours back to Nashville, and he has 40 acres of land, and he's going to throw a giant party for the championship. It's it's honestly one of the coolest things I've ever heard of in beer league history, um, and I'm just very blessed and honored to be a part of it. Can you – like, it's almost like we're having our own Stanley Cup parade. They should make you, like, bounce or, like, pour the drinks or something. You know what I mean? Earn those stripes. But Have I, you seen the movie Deliverance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just might want to watch that before you go. Just to, isn't that fucking just, sick though? I think that's it's a warning sign. 
It is cool. I was going to ask, is your beer league, like, is it mostly, like, in Nashville? Is it, like, transplants? Like, are a lot of people from Nashville on your team? Because, like, you know how, like, in the Northeast, like, I don't know if it's the same for you, Brownie, but, like, in Saratoga or, like, where I play now, it's dudes who played high school and, like, junior yep. together, you know? How my first game, I line up with this one kid. I swear to God, he goes, you look familiar. I'm like, all right. And he's like, where are you from? I'm like, upstate New York. And he's like, that's how I know you. You played open hockey at Saratoga, didn't you? <laughs> you're just some random Queensberry kid. Is that not yeah. crazy? Yeah. Small world. Yeah. I, fucking very small world. But I'm, I'm super excited. Our fall our fall uh, league is starting up soon. I'm a Sherwood guy now. I got them custom made with Keter Pie on it. They're actually pretty – dude, they're actually pretty nice sticks. Like, uh, I so – Wait, wait. Let me take the picture. You come in late to this league. You're scoring three, four points a night, and you have custom Sherwoods. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. The second time we went around playing you, I would do everything in my power to break one of your sticks. Oh. Bro, I, that's so funny you said that because I was talking to Farley, the Boston kid, and it was between Sherwood, a CCM, and the Bauer. The CCM and the Bauer are clearly more expensive. And he's like, you can't get a fuck. I can't play with somebody who plays with a Sherwood, dude. I'm like, bro, yeah. not your box. Like, I get them customized. And I was like, you want to know what? If, if the kid's put up three to four points a game and he has a Sherwood stick, I would hate that kid. So I literally texted him that and said the same thing. But they're nice sticks. If you guys are, if you guys want some like quality, like it's like a good beer league stick. I would definitely check that out. And actually, while I I am talking about beer league, we have a special message from our Dallas writer. Oh, yeah. Think, uh, he's teamed up with Stubby Stick Tape. Looking to treat your twig like your firstborn? Stubby Stick Tape wax is the way to go. These New Englanders are taking stick maintenance to the next level with their small batch coconut scented wax, cloth tape, and shin pad tape. Check them out at stubbystape.com today and be good to uh, and be good to your twig. They're doing a giveaway with What a Hockey. That's what Fink runs. Uh, they're doing it right now until October 3rd for a free case of tape. So head on over to at What a Hockey on Twitter and get entered today. So that's our little ad read for that. But, uh, do you guys have any, you have any new news in your beer leagues or what's going on? No, nothing. I mean, I played in a tournament. We lost, but at least, you know, yeah, so with my team. last time we talked, you were wondering, like, the semantics of, like, when you should get to certain rinks. I drank all day. It worked out. I, okay. It was good, dude. I don't know. Just, like, there's something about tournaments that, like, every team has one or two kids that just kind of freak out a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Like, they take it way too seriously. Like, we, it's the same story I always tell. We're the worst team with the best goalie, so people get really pissed off. I don't know, man. Like, and you can tell, like, sometimes you can just tell, like, oh, my God, this team we're playing is blacked out. Like, I, I know what it feels like to play, like, the younger years us. And, like, it can be fucking challenging as you get older, you know? Yeah, I, I just – I look at my beer league team, and in the past it's only been, like, when I was home it was, like, a couple good forwards and we had a pretty good goalie and, like, that's what we would do. The beer league team I'm on right now is fucking – dude, they're, like, deep. Like, we could take this – beer league team to a tournament in New York and we would like do just fine. We have two, like we have a uh, one D pairing. That's like super like talented. shout out to Jimbo Urban. He, he was waiting here fucking uh, Skyhawks talk on the pod and got big red. And then we have another D pair, which is like, you're so you're just most classic D pair ever. Just like a guy you don't want to go in the corner with because you don't know what they're going to do. And that they play hard. And then our first line buzzes and our second line fucking chips in like, and our goalie's nasty. So like, Bring our, least, dude, what? Bring them east. Well, every year we could either do that or every year in like March and April, they have two like Can-Am hockey tournaments in Nashville, which would be kind of fucking cool. Yeah, but you you just said that they could compete in the east. I want to see it. We can compete in the east, dude. 
says you. I, yeah, it does say Brownie, me. what do you have? What's going on with you? Anything? Uh, we, we have uh, one. Uh, so I'm playing on two, hopefully a third. The wife is greenlit three nights a week for me. Attaboy. Uh, so it's a B, a C, and a D. And uh, the B team I'm hanging on, I literally play with a kid who I graduated high school with his dad. So, okay. so I'm one of the older guys. And funny note about that team, I haven't made a game yet because I messed up my neck the other, so I missed the game the other night. But we play in a, a, t- a town on a, a school campus where you can't have very strict, no alcohol. But luckily, one of the beauties on this team, shout out Dave Ferry if you're listening, uh, Dave lives in the town. So we had all the boys over to his driveway. We <laughs> just drank in his driveway. Yeah. Beauty. I mean, that's, that's the best. And then the other, we have our playoffs. Our playoffs are tomorrow night, actually, for the last game of Summer League. And then the Fall League start up in a couple of weeks, I think, for the other ones. But yeah, should be good. It's the best, dude. I just, I'm out there with two torn ACLs. So, you know, I got to do what I got to do. Really, hockey's the best, man. Because, like, especially I just moved to a new like area, so I don't really know that many people. Right here, so, it's it's fucking cool, like being able to meet like a bunch of people that like have a degenerate mind, like yourself. Uh, shout out to the Spencer family. Justin was able to make the final, and uh, he got a four minute unsportsmanlike conduct penalty when we were up three one. We had to kill off four minutes of penalties. Good to hear. Good. Brody was looking good. I haven't seen Scott Spencer yet. I wish you could name them all, but. I, I, dude, I fucking love beer league hockey. I'm so glad hockey's back. I'm so fucking happy. Um, we have a couple Twitter questions. We already kind of talked Sabres earlier, so shout out to Christian Mallet for asking about that. Madigan O'Brien wanted to know the predictions for the Blue Jackets season. I don't know if you guys got a glimpse of this or not, but do you guys have anything on the Blue Jackets coming into this year or anything along those lines? I know that one of their one of their prospects has been lighting it up. I forget his last name. I think it's a Russian last name. Um, but yeah, yeah isn't that the kid that got drafted and nobody knew who he was or no? <laughs> I fucking hope. That was an all-time NHL moment. Yeah, I, so I think that kid's actually sick. I'm going to correct myself. Igor, uh, like, Chinikov, Shinikov? I think so. Yeah, and, and he's the kid that's blowing up, and he's the one that when they got drafted, like, I don't know who the fuck that is. So that's sick. I mean, honestly, if I'm a Blue Jackets fan, it kind of comes down to me, like, got to see some return on that Patrick Line trade this year. You know, like – if Patrick Line shows up, I don't know. Anything's possible. They have a weird new coach. Do you remember who their new coach is this year? I don't, but I remember Patrick Line was interviewed and he was like talking about this season. He's like, Yeah, I don't really set goals for myself. I already know what I did in this league, and all I know is I have to be better than last year. Because last year I was shit. Brad Larson. Okay. I don't Brad, know. You got anything on the Blue Jackets? I mean, Max Domi's still there. I thought that was kind of a surprise with that draft. They signed uh, Corrali too, right? Isn't Sean Corrali over there? Yep. Yeah, they signed him to like a long-term deal too. So yeah, I, mean, I think he'll be. Long-term. I think he'll be good there because he's going to play important minutes. He'll yeah. Just, the Columbus Blue Jackets, like, they just have that identity of being like a hardworking team, right? Like that's always kind of been who the Blue well, Jackets. Sports too, though, right? Yeah. yeah. That's you. Like, I wonder what what it's going to be like under like a new regime change. Like, if these guys are going to be able to actually like get out there and kind of explore their offensive abilities more like my name. My name might light it up without torts. Yeah. You could see that because when torts left and they brought in AV, the Rangers were pretty good because it was kind of like they learned how to play defense. And now you can go play hockey kind of a thing. But, do you think like it's going to, what do you think without Seth Jones too? I mean, obviously they have Wierenski. He's going to eat more minutes, but people hate on Seth Jones. I thought it was a great pickup by the Blackhawks. I don't know. I, I feel like that's huge. He was their he was their minute eater. He was the one like when they beat the Lightning, like 
you can say what you want about Seth Jones, but he shut down some of their top players. Didn't he? Wasn't didn't he play in that ridiculous game? He played yeah, like forty five minutes or something. Like yeah, I think it was like fifty something or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like just a workhorse. So I feel like you lose those minutes. That'll be tough. Dude, I don't it's, know. it's the power of hockey Twitter because they have convinced me that he sucks, but I don't watch enough Blue Jackets games where I could actually tell you if he did or not. No, Seth Jones. People were like really hard on him last year. I think the problem with Seth Jones, well, problem, is that he doesn't look like he looks like he's so smooth. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's he's not the guy with his head down, you know, right. looking like he's busting ass, but he covers, he's big, he's got a good stride, good he works his edges. And he just looks gliding, even though he's really – he's working hard. And I think that's where he gets the knock from. I'll give you that. So that was our Columbus Blue Jackets talk. Thank you, Madigan O'Brien. I thought we did pretty good for having very 5 to 0% knowledge on uh, – we're now going to get into our Dominic Moore series and zeros. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. <laughs> All right, heroes and zeros time. I'm just going to go first. I'm going to rattle out my hero in zero because it's the same person. It's ESPN Plus. Uh, the other night I came home, I was able to turn on the ESPN Plus. I had the Rangers Islanders put it on the TV. It was fucking awesome. Uh, super pumped up. So shout out to them. And I guess throughout the course of the year, any out-of-state games that aren't nationally televised, it'll be on there. So that's cool. My zero of the week also goes to ESPN Plus because they didn't do all the preseason games. Like, what are you doing? I, I had to stream the Rangers game on my computer today. So that was kind of shitty. My hearing zero. I just I need to watch as much Rangers hockey as possible. I don't know what I'm going to do about the Rangers Capitals game because I don't have TNT and it's going to be on TNT and I need to be able to fucking watch that. So I had to figure that out. But here on zero, what do you guys got? Uh all right, I'll go. I got two zeros this week, keeping it negative. First zero of the week, Canucks fans. I don't know if you saw this. Like, so yeah, Oliver, Oliver Ekman Larson just came yeah. over, right? A lot of people are kind of skeptical on it. They basically there was video of like the bag skate and he like just wasn't trying and like he was dead and now he was trying he just was slow as shit. Yeah, but you don't like. Here's my thing: like let the guy play in an actual fucking game before you hang him. Like you know what I mean? Like see it out. Why are you so negative right off the bat? You don't know. Like everyone has days. Like you could have had a bad like breakfast burrito or something. He's got gut issues. You know what I mean? You got bubble gut trying to skate laps. Like give the guy a fucking break. Yeah, they, they went in on him for that. Dude, like, you don't know. Like, you don't know he's completely out of shape. Maybe he is, but, like, if I'm the – I think we talked about this before. OEL, I just feel like, is one of those defensemen that got way too much time and way too much exposure because of where he was. And if they can dial back his minutes, I think he's going to be an awesome second-pair defenseman. So let the guy get in fucking shape. It's yeah. training camp. Let him train. Amazing that Vancouver fans are overreacting. <laughs> yeah, go Ooh, figure. Not <laughs> go figure. My other zero of the week – um, shout out to Fink. Unfortunately, I have the opposite view. He texted this to the blogger group chat. The Arizona State helmet. I mean, it looks like somebody said it. It might have been Brownie. It looks like the logo on the side oh, of the helmet's eating oh, their ear. Yeah. What's that about? Is that cool, Ken? I don't. I don't think it's cool. I, I'm a very and it sucks. I'm in Nashville now. I hate teams that wear yellow helmets. What about? But you're a Michigan guy, and that's like half yellow. There's blue, dude. It's a, it's a design. Okay, fair enough. Brent, are you in or out on the Arizona State helmets? Well, if it's not their all-the-time helmet, right, like a third jersey, homecoming weekend, whatever, helmet, special occasion, then fine. If they're wearing that every night, no, no. 
Okay. <laughs> didn't one of the didn't one of the teams in the stadium series or like the Winter Classic do helmets that was like that? It's like the Las Vegas uh, tinfoil ones. I thought like L.A. had like L.A. on it or like Pittsburgh. Had a oh, I think it was the L.A. No, L.A. had the chrome helmets that everyone shit their did pants. Didn't Pittsburgh have a fucking penguin on their helmet? Couldn't tell you, bro. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Good. Um, uh, way to be super negative, Brownie. What's your hair on zero this week? All right, so I have a question. Since I did, I did my homework, but I didn't really get clarification. Okay. Is this, is this supposed zero and zero? Do you want like serious, like gravitas, or do you want it like funny, or I can do both? It goes whatever way you really want it to go. It's it's a weekly thing, so whatever your whatever spice you want to put in the fucking. All right, you know what? I'm gonna give you both, and then you can tell me offline which way I should go going forward. Okay, that's fair. All right, so serious. Actually, before you start, this is so nice having like somebody on our podcast, like who's like uh, prepared. So I appreciate. Oh, well, I set the bar high and then never reach it again. Um, <laughs> so all right, so for a serious one, my hero is Jonathan Drouin because of what he went through. And how he's been open and talking about it. If you don't know, he's got anxiety, which caused insomnia. And he had to step away from hockey for, I think, like six or eight months. Yeah. And he's been very open about it, which I feel like is a good thing to take away the stigma of uh, mental health. And, you know, the, you know, it's okay to not be okay program. And I think it's been great. And that's the last nice thing I'm going to say about the Canadians. Um, very well said. Thank you. Uh, my zero again, serious side is this racist piece of shit oh, over yeah. in the Ukraine hockey league who went at the uh, American. I'm not even gonna, you know what? I have the guy's name written down here, but I'm not even gonna say his name. I'm just gonna talk about Jalen Samaric. I hope I said that okay. Uh, he's the American kid from Detroit who is the victim in this scenario, and the and the the donkey that that made the graphic gesture towards him, uh, put out some like half-ass apology on Twitter and then took it down like an hour later. Just, uh, I mean, enough. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. There's plenty of things to say about a guy on the ice without going to that. So that's my serious one. And then my like kind well, of... Well, Brian, that guy, obviously, just he's a piece of shit human. Hmm. But he's also just the dumbest person of all time. Like, there's fucking cameras, dude. Like, what the oh, yeah. fuck? doing dude and this you want to go back good really? like on a rant this is why you can stupid. never get rid of the instigator ever yeah seriously because if there was a guy on the other team like well let's say probert not ryan reeves because he's black but if like a guy like probert was on the other team or sean thornton or you know what i mean and, right. or even even like a tom wilson right that that saw that and went over there and caved the guy's head in I think that's better than a lot of other things that could have ha- that are probably going to happen. You guys can get suspended or whatever. Right. But you want to talk about learning your lesson? You get your head caved in, you're going to learn your lesson. Just that guy is just a fucking scum of the earth, piece of shit. Also, yeah. also fuck the Ukrainian hockey league. There's already a UHL. Fair. That that oh. threw me for such a big loop at first too. I was like, what are these? This is not like the Danbury Trashers. Couldn't figure that one out for a few minutes. <laughs> and Shad- that story, Nick Anderson, Ukrainian, correct? What's that? Yeah. Nick, Nick Antropov's Ukrainian. He put up like fucking, what was it, 40 points in like five games in like some like world junior C level game back when he was a kid. Unreal player, but. So that was, that was, that, that was kind of heavy, but I do have, I can, I can pull it out. I have a hero and zero combined. Okay. Uh, in one story, Bodie Wild, right? This idiot for the New York Islanders. Look, you don't want to get vaxxed, your choice, whatever. But he put 
a whole the whole team at risk because they don't have them. And then so he'd be my zero. My hero is Lou Lamarillo. Yeah. He's just like, see ya. And yeah. not only did he send them, he sent them to a lower tier in Sweden. So he's not even living the good life. So yeah. basically the moral of the story is don't fuck with Lou. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a weird thing because I, I, dude, I totally understand the whole like my body vax mm-hmm. thing. If you don't want to do it, like cool. But I feel like most people who aren't doing it are doing it to prove a point right now where it's more or less like, dude, my mom's an ICU nurse. She's in that shit all the time. And it's like if everybody were vaccinated, it would just, it would make the world way fucking easier. Well, yeah. like, I get it. It's your body and like you don't trust it. And like that's cool, dude. But like another thing, bro, you're, you're getting paid a lot of money to play hockey. Like you're telling me all I have to do is get it. I I would take a shot of I don't even know what the fuck it is if you're willing to pay me a hundred thousand dollars. Like and that's a hundred thousand dollars. These guys could get paid millions of dollars. With it, Tyler Bertuzzi's forfeiting over four hundred thousand dollars this year. He can't and, go to Canada. Uh Zach Ronaldo and Mackenzie Blackwood, the goalie yeah. for for the Devils. That's that's huge for the Devils. Think about how many games you're gonna miss him. I get it, it's your fucking body, like a hundred percent, but like, bro. I would do some weird shit for a hundred grand and these guys are getting paid way more than that. Yeah. I would be the one that really would piss me off. I think if I was a Red Wings fan, cause Bertuzzi's a second line player, you have Ottawa, Toronto and Montreal in your division. That's like half of like a quarter yeah. of your divisional games are in Canada basically. And one of your best players isn't going to be, fu- isn't going to be there. And, and like, people are like, is he still going to get paid? Like he shouldn't. Right. And, and, and dude, but it's also oh, like, it's a partial thing, right, because if they don't want to do it, then dude, it's their right not to do it, right? Like, but at the same time, it's like we kind of wish you could. I just, I kind of <laughs> hate the people that are like, oh fuck this motherfucker for doing this. He's so stupid. Everybody laugh how dumb he is. Like, yeah, I guess so, but it's his life, dude. And like, you aren't in the NHL, so yeah. Well, you every decision has a consequence. That's right. the, you know, you know the whole thing. I just thought it was like. This guy is like, I'm taking a stand and lose like, see ya. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I think you might have picked the wrong GM to take that stand against. And on a, on a side note, I know this guy's over in Sweden, but Bodie, the solid. I mean, Bodie Miller, Bodie from Point Break. Those are, I mean, it's a solid name. It is. It's a great dog name. It's a great, it's a great dog name. All right, guys, last segment, three stars. Here we go. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. We haven't really quick, though, Ted, not to cut you off, I just looked it up. Bodie, Bodie spelled B-O-D-E. That looks like Bode to me. That's, that's how no. you read that, Bode? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm a fucking idiot. I'll, I, 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 uh, I retract that statement. <laughs> All right, guys. Ads on NHL jerseys are officially here. The Washington Capitals have sold ad space to Caesar Sportsbook on their home jersey starting with the 2022 uh, 23 season. What that deal means for league sports gambling hockey fans, whatever. So, three stars of the week. What would be the top three sponsors that you would want on your jersey? Uh, I'm going to go with my third star, Miller Lite. Uh, hockey and beer. They mix, dude. I've never been to a hockey game and not had a beer. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure when I was a kid, I probably didn't. Uh, it, it just it makes sense to me. I've always been a Miller like guy. I almost kind of want to put Twisted Tea on the menu. I just don't know if that would be like an okay thing. Follow me on Instagram, Twisted Tea Poppy, three eyes. Uh, but I, I think my third star, you have to go with some sort of alcoholic beverage, just because I think that that mix in well with with uh, with hockey, honestly. So third star, Miller Light slash Twisted Tea. Yeah, I kind of followed your lead on that one, and I figured I would get uh, alcoholic beverage in too. 
So I actually, my three stars, I kind of did a specific. I picked a sponsor and a team I'd like to see sponsor. So this one's kind of just a hometown situation. I went Budweiser, St. Louis. I don't know. I just feel like you think of like Anheuser Busch, St. Louis, like it's just like a classic match. You know what I mean? I know the colors don't necessarily work, but to me, like if I saw like Bud on one of those jerseys, that'd be sick. Also, clarification, we are referring to Bud Heavy, not Bud Light. Yeah, obviously. Good call. (laughs) Brownie, who's your third star? Well, I, I'm assuming that if we pick three stars, the way I approached this was there's going to be all kinds of shit from these sponsors to us in this imaginary world okay. we've created. Okay. Right? So with that in mind, believe it or not, I had Bud Heavy as my third star also. Because <laughs> I, did, I, I did. And I'm like, I'm going to get free beer out of this. And there's a running gag with the guys I play with that I play with guys that like, they like craft beer and some of them now bring seltzers. I always have an emergency six of Bud Heavy in my truck, always, <laughs> no matter who brings beer. And when we go over to the cooler, there's always a, oh, Brownie, don't worry, there's Bud Heavy. Or some guys are like, oh, I got Bud Light. And I'm like, uh, I got some in my truck, don't worry. So <laughs> Bud Heavy was mine as well. So I, I hope like when I'm older, I, I kind of form into a Bud Heavy guy. I'm a Miller Light guy right now, but I think the only time I drink Bud Heavy is if I'm going to like a townie bar where it's like kind of like it's an older crowd and it's like, okay, let's mix it up. Let people know that I'm not here for games or pretty much whenever I wear my cowboy boots. I think that those are the two times that I drink Budweiser, but I would very much like to kind of just become a Budweiser guy as I get older. I think I'll graduate from Twisted Tea to Budweiser, so we'll figure it out. You you really got to consider too the Budweiser Christmas cans. I know you're a big Christmas guy and I I feel like those are elite. I can't wait for you guys to come to Nashville so we can go to Santa's pub. I'll show you what it's like. Um, <laughs> my second star, Ferrari. Uh, I, want, I want my team to be fast, and I want my team to be decked out. This is if my team is more skilled than it is like the like the brute strength kind of team. So, I mean, I, I've never seen a Ferrari lose. Everybody who stands next to a Ferrari immediately looks rich and successful, and I want my team to be rich, successful, and I want them to be fast, dude. So I think my second star is a Ferrari. I like that. Not really. That's all right. Are you a Ferrari? Is that like your dream car? You're like a Ferrari guy. I really have a dream car, dude. I like I like the older trucks. I'm kind of a sick fuck. Like I, I love like I like the '60s, like maybe a Stingray, Chevelle. But I I don't. I mean, if I if I had to pick like a super fast brand new car, yeah, dude, a Ferrari. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not a car guy, but I, I know you're a Chevy guy, and I watch Ford versus Ferrari, and Ford beat the Ferrari. So, like, I think therefore, technically. Did they, dude? Did they? I don't know. According to the fucking movie, I don't know if it's propaganda. Yeah, uh, Moneyball, you would have thought the Oakland A's were going to fucking win the World Series, too, dude. You never fucking know. Ferrari over Ford. <laughs> second, second star for me. So, this is going to be a Coyote sponsor. This is kind of a fucking weird one. It's endearing to my heart, though. I want Jack in the Box. Um, so when you go to a place like I can't, I feel like you've been out there in Phoenix. There's like a thousand, it's one of those towns where there's like a thousand different fast food places. Like you can get Shake Shack, In and Out Burger, like it's the Mecca. Like they have it fucking all from everywhere. They have like they have the shit from uh Chicago with the beefs, Italian beefs, trying to remember the name, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Jack in the box, you're in Phoenix, it's two o'clock in the morning. I think it's a West Coast thing. Get like 15 tacos, like three cheeseburgers, and like 45 curly fries. Call it a fucking night. They have the crushed ice, kind of like Sonic, which I always think is personally a plus, even though Sonic is trash. 
And I also think it's kind of trash fast food and the coyotes are trash. So it fits well. So second star Jack in the box. You could, you could also do like, Oh, in the third coyote gold, uh, you get a free happy meal from Jack in the box. Like you, you could do like little, That's like what I'm saying. Like that, right? little promos. There was like, that was fly in Arizona too. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, cause like Albany River Rats games, I remember I won a couple free tacos after those. Head down to Taco Bell, cash it in, cause the rats scored an empty net. Like, nothing better than a free food promo. It's a good second star, Brownie. What do you got? Uh, my second star, cause you sent us the thing, and you had restaurant vehicle alcohol. So I was like, all right, well I'll do the same. So okay. my vehicle for the second star, which is a little bit of a different vehicle, just cause I'm obsessed with them and I want one very badly. And every time I get an invoice paid, I look at my wife and I go, what do you think? I want a one wheel. A one wheel? What's a one wheel? I mean, do you not know what a one wheel is? No. How do you know what a one wheel is? Like a, uh, no, I don't think so. Like, uh, what's the word? I will, I will wait for you to look this up. It's a skateboard with the big oversized tire in the middle that runs on batteries and can go like 19 miles <laughs> an hour. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> I mean, like, here's my thing on this, though, Brownie. Do you trust yourself on that? Is it easy to balance? Like, I can see myself. I have no idea. I've been on, I, I used to skateboard as a kid. I, it's been a while, but I'd be willing to try. I'll throw on a hockey helmet and try it. They up, they up to 19 miles an hour. Says yeah. it's self-balancing. Yeah. So. That's kind of nice. And they go for, like, eight hours. You can take them on the beach. You can take them on the, on the, on the sidewalk. Ted, you laugh now, but in six months, you're going to be riding one of those to work. You can how, how, much, how much is a one-wheel? Well, the, the high-end ones are, like, over two grand. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's why, if it's my number two star and they sponsor the team, I'm going to get one. I like that. I like that. Yeah. One, wheel, one wheel, yeah. And I've never heard of one. So, like, And if you want to tie a team with it, Detroit. Their jersey yeah. already is a one wheel. Yeah, you could do that. And that, yeah, 100%. I, fuck, man, my mind's gone. Um, <laughs> one wheel. My number one, my number one star Right out of Friday Night Lights, where do you go after the game? Go to fucking Applebee's. Um, we talked about promos. If you score a third goal, you get dollar off, or you get $1 Long Island iced teas, or you can do any of the stack apps that they have. Uh, their boneless chicken wings could be for shutouts. Like, there's so many things you do at Applebee's. When I think of Applebee's, I think of eating good in the neighborhood, baby. And, and to me, like, at the end of the day, that is Applebee's. So my number one star Applebee's, shout out to Greg Ronan for Tragic Applebee's. So. You know I'm an Applebee's guy, dude, but I did have to bring this up. There's that, like, song now with Applebee's that, like, they dance to, and it's in the commercials. It was, like, a TikTok song, and now it's in the commercials. Uh, that's a real song. I thought that was just an Applebee's promo code. That's a real fucking song. So I'm kind of out on Applebee's right now, honestly. Like, I, you already know 99s is superior if you're in New England. So I'm going 99s above them. I like the pick. I, I'm just having a tough time with Applebee's right I now. I mean, I, I picked Applebee's just because I think more people will be familiar with Applebee's. But if we're talking my favorite chain restaurants, easily 99. It's not even close. Free popcorn. Just close close your eyes and you're at an Applebee's. Like, what, do you, what are you ordering just, like, right off the top? Oh, uh, boneless buffalo wings and a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that was a good one, kid. My, my number one star, so this is Florida Panthers. I was actually going to go Spirit Airlines, but I did some research. And, like, they used to have that CEO. I think he got canceled. So I'm not going to do Spirit. Or, no, that was Virgin Airlines. Virgin Airlines. 
remember they had like the pink planes and the guy from like Australia and he was a wild card. I always thought like Florida flashy, it would make sense, but he got canceled. So I am going spirit. We're talking Miami. We're talking, you're 22 years old. You have like 200 bucks to your name and you want to get the PCB with the boys for spring break. So you hop on spirit and you get assaulted. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be nice to get them in the mix. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever done this. I've only been to Florida a couple of times, but I'm looking at booking flights and there's always that like part of your head. It's like, what if I just book spirit? But then you just have to like go on the internet and it's like, absolutely not. Spirit Airlines. I, I, mean, I don't have much on this because I don't head fly Southwest. How spirit? It was an emergency. So I had to, and it was <laughs> cheap and I made it. So, I mean, ultimately that's what separates the good airlines and the bad. Yeah. If you made yeah. it. So, you made them. Awesome. <laughs> They're going to give me free flights. They could be one of my stars, too. <laughs> there you go. What's your number one, Brownie? All right. Well, my number one star is where I, I diverted from uh, from Ted's plan because, once again, it's my team, and this is something I like, and I thought it tied in nicely with my other two stars because it went butt-heavy, one wheel. How much you need to tie that all together? My number one star, Vans. Vans. I wear. I still wear Vans. I've been wearing Vans since before you two were born, most likely. No. And I just, yes. I just caught four pair. They just came in the, uh, the other day. I they had a sale online with uh, free shipping. So I, I just bought. If four. you ask me, like, what types of shoes you own, Vans would be my bottom three answers. Bottom three? Yeah, dude. I didn't know you're a Vans guy. I thought. Oh, I thought for me. Sure, yeah, I thought for sure you were like a. You only wear steel-toed boots, but when you go to the beach, you'll you'll put on some flip-flops. I uh, I work every day in Merrill's because of the support. I'm up yep. and down ladders. I wear Vans on the uh, on the free time, and if it's probably over 45, I'm in Birkenstocks. Okay, that that may be. I I don't I don't hate it. I, also, Brownie, I feel like you kind of lived through it where Vans were cool and then they were not cool and then they came back again. So you've kind of seen like the revival. It's good to see that you stuck with them. And I've been here the whole time. <laughs> oh, what type of shoes do you wear, dude? I feel like you just wear strictly boat shoes. Me? Yeah. I like don't even think I own a pair of boat shoes anymore. Boat, no. shoes. boat shoes are like, uh, I don't even have a You're slandering me pretty bad. I might have wore boat shoes in like 2000. You wore boat shoes, dude. Are you kidding me? You had like sick, you had sick leather ones. Dude. Back in the day, I definitely had some nice shoes, but I like today at this point in my life, winter time, I'm probably rocking boots. And then, like to be honest, I am a I'm a New Balance guy. Uh, they're the they're the dad shoe, but like I have fat feet. They're wide. They're fucking comfy. And to be honest with you, I think they look a lot better now than they used to. Like you can get away with it. Like you can wear like the dads, like the the 5900s or whatever, and like that's ironic and they look stupid and great shoes though. But like I don't know. I, I'm not a fashionable guy. I don't fucking dress up, so they work well for me. Well, New Balance was back with the new baseball cleats that they just came out with. New Balance like kind of took over baseball there for a bit. Don't hate it. Yeah. There's a big discount place for New Balance up here, Hal. If you come up, I'll take you. My dad yeah. goes every time he's in back in Massachusetts. There we I go. Four pairs. I always see the uh, – there's like one up here too. There's like – there's this town, and it has like a New Balance uh, – like factory, but it, it just smells like fucking shoes all day. So I try to avoid it. <laughs> all right, I have two more questions before we wrap it up. First okay. question specifically for Hal. Hal, have you ever owned a pair of Birkenstocks? I feel like you would love that shit. 
No, my, I I get the emails though because my wife's big into the Birkenstocks. I don't I don't hate them. I just like I don't buy shit for myself. You know what I mean? So like if someone steps up and buys me a pair of Birks, like I think I would be on board. I just I don't treat myself. I have wide feet and Birkenstocks are comfy. There we go. And then have either of you guys ever owned a pair of Crocs? No, but I had like a knockoff brand. I got a pair of bad boys on right now. I fucking love these things. They're like my slippers. I wear them everywhere. I got a you buddy wearing the office. He's got red, white, and blue ones. Wears them everywhere. I can't wear them to the office. I have to actually kind of dress like okay to wear to the office. But I did wear them to on the walk to the office today. Oh boy. So, okay. but guys, that was episode uh, 218 of the morning skate. Uh, Cad, Hal, Brownie. I mean, I thought you shined, dude. We're, we're definitely gonna have you back. Thanks, uh, boys. Anytime. Because I feel like Hal and I normally ramble, but like you were spitting facts, which I'm sure our listeners are gonna really appreciate. Came prepared. I appreciate you. Hal, do you have anything? I think they're wrong. <laughs> yeah probably uh hal do you have anything else that's it man excited for the season to get going thanks for coming on brownie that was a blast thank you um, yeah great way to start it all right hockey's back guys we will talk to you guys next week